I just wanted to take the time to thank anyone and everyone who voted for me in the face of horror competition. Unfortunately, yours truly did not make it past the round of 10 cuts. But that's okay because we survived the top 25, top 20, top 15. Uh, or was it top 20, top 15, and top 10? We didn't make the top five. But you know what? Things happen. We move on. And as they say, on with the show. You know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's entitled to one good scare, huh? Nothing like a strangulation to get the circulation going. They're coming to get you, Barbara. This house is clean. When there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk here. As long as there's been movies, there's always been this big debate about whether horror comedies are an actual viable brand of, of or subgenre of, of horror, right? I mean, everybody always believes that horror should be serious and it should be scary, but sometimes it's not a bad thing if there's a little comedy in it. I mean... We've been seeing horror comedies for years and years, even with Abbott and Costello and and so on and so forth. So why should it be any different, right? Well, that is the case with the film that we are checking out today, which is a horror comedy. And I love horror comedies like Tucker and Dale versus Evil. I mean, so many, so many others, right? And right now, we've got one for you guys that... Intrigued me enough that Salem Horror Fest, which is this amazing, amazing horror festival out in Salem, Massachusetts. They recently did a virtual screening of this film. And if they're going to do a virtual screening of it, I'm going to check it out because I love Salem Horror Fest. If you ever get a chance, you need to come to the Witch City. It's absolutely awesome. So without further ado, let's check it out. My Best Friend's Exorcism. I can't believe you're moving this summer. We're always going to be friends. Pick you up in town. It's going to be hot this weekend. Should we do something? This weird little building where that girl was sacrificed in a satanic ritual. Let's go in. Come on, Abs. One more adventure? Jesus. 
Where were you? Where were you? Your friend. She gets sick physically. She got all grotesque and gnarly. But then she got better, right? She looks copacetic, but up here, you can cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. I guess that's one way to put it. Dollars of donuts, it's demonic possession. She needs an exorcism. So we're checking out my best friend's Exorcism, which is out on Amazon Prime, by the way. So if you want to watch it, it is a Prime original film. And the film was directed by Damon Thomas, who some of you guys may know for certain things. I only recognize his name uh, for directing some episodes of Penny Dreadful. Uh, he did uh, direct an episode of the Dracula TV miniseries. Uh, I believe that's what it's saying in a show called Killing Eve. I don't know, I've never watched it. But nonetheless, the film stars Elsie Fisher, who you may remember from that very awkward film, 8th Grade. Uh, and she was recently in the uh, that awful Texas Chainsaw Massacre film that came out earlier in the year. Yeah. Anyways, so Elsie Fisher uh, is in the film. She stars alongside... Amaya, I believe it is, Amaya Miller, who you may remember from War for the Planet of the Apes. She was a little girl in that. The uh, Waterman and Lights Out, which was a great film. She played young Rebecca. Uh, but nonetheless, they play best friends, Abby Rivers and Gretchen Lang, who believe they're sisters forever. That's right. But alongside Rachel Ogochukanu, who plays Margaret Chilsom, and Kathy Ang, who plays Glee Tanaka, they go to a uh, to Margaret's parents' like getaway house in the lake. And apparently, there's a house where a girl supposedly was sacrificed to Satan. So after taking some LSD, they decide to go inside the house. And uh, Gretchen then becomes possessed by a demon. That's right. How convenient. She's possessed by a demon. And uh, throughout the whole film, the demon just continues to take shape in her body, turning Gretchen from this nice chick that is friends with the unfortunate pimple-infested Abby Rivers, who... I'm not quite sure what's going on with her in this film, to be honest with you. But nonetheless, she. Uh, but nonetheless, Gretchen becomes a super bitch and starts to take out all her friends. There's some nasty shit, man. I mean, she gives uh, Margaret Chill some tapeworms, and uh, they end up pulling out an 11-inch tapeworm out of her, which was pretty, uh, yeah, pretty insane. But uh, nonetheless, yeah, and then she plays a trick on poor Glee, who is a closet lesbian uh unfortunately that comes out of the closet she teams up with uh christopher lowell who plays christian lemon so lem so christopher lowell funny you may remember him from um 
you know, various TV shows that he's done and then various other things like The Hell, Promising a Woman up in the air. I mostly remember him from Glow. He plays the cocaine-addicted Bash Howard in that. Um, he's appeared in various, various things. But nonetheless, he's a part of this group of guys who preach Christianity through weightlifting. They're called the Lemon Brothers. And uh, they go to a school and... Abby remembers seeing this weird look that Christian gives when he sees Gretchen, right? Because it's one of those looks where it almost seems like he's seen a ghost. You know what I mean? Or or at least something he's seen plenty of times in his life. So eventually, in a very comedic kind of way, she teams up. She goes to find him, teams up with him. To try to do an exorcism um, of of their of her friend Gretchen, and uh, it doesn't really work out. You'll you know if you watch it, you'll see. But it's it, it makes for some funny entertainment. But there's definitely uh, a tribute there to to the Exorcist, uh, which they clearly you know reference as well. Uh, but the film has a very, I mean, it takes advantage. Listen, Stranger Things. Anytime something becomes huge, it's almost like there's a trend that kind of follows it. You know what I mean? And Stranger Things is kind of setting this trend where you're starting to see more and more films are starting to explore the 80s more than they had ever done. And this was definitely one that obviously played off of that phenomenon because it's clearly set in the 80s. Tiffany is huge in this film. Um, my favorite use of I Think We're Alone Now belongs to Strangers Pray, Pray at Night. If you do not know what I'm talking about, watch that film. It, it's great. The, the, the music selection in that was great. But nonetheless, the music selection in this is pretty interesting as well. Uh, but yeah, so there you go. The uh, exorcism scene is pretty good. Uh, the film also stars Clayton Royal Johnson, who plays uh, Margaret's boyfriend, and the guy who clearly is just the root of all evil. Man, no, I'm just kidding. He just he's he's uh, he's a schmuck. He's a schmuck, and he gives uh, the LSD, which then they at first try to blame, like, oh, you know, I think the drugs is what you know is messed her up, but. Uh, then they find out she's possessed by a demon, and they go to save the day, which happens. Uh, so overall, like I said, it's got a very Stranger Things kind of flow uh, feel to it. I mean, there's certain things I was like, kind of sitting there, and I'm and I remember being alive in in 19. I think this takes place in 88, and I'm such a stickler. When it comes to being as authentic as you possibly can. And I've got to be honest with you. I don't remember speakerphone being an option. Uh, with those fucking, you know, with the phones, with the, the corded phones. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't remember speakerphone being an option in 1988. It was a couple questionable things in here. Where I was like, that just doesn't seem... Like reality, you know what I mean? It just doesn't seem like it fits in 1988. Because I, I believe cordless phones came out uh, 
and I believe that was the 90s, and then, you know, the early, early 90s, and then speakerphone eventually became one of those options, but I, not 1988 or 89, I definitely do not remember that, and that kind of bothered me a little bit, but uh, overall, you know, the costume d- designs were cool, uh, there was a couple questionable, you know, things there too, Um uh, Overall, you know, it balances the comedy and the horror pretty well. Um, I think that the film is more comedy than it is horror, you know, and I think the really the only horror aspect of this is the actual possession, the exorcism, and then finally seeing the what the little demon looks like at the end of the film. Other than that, there's a huge kind of comedic kind of sense to it. And even, like, the scenes where Gretchen is doing all these little evil things, I don't see the horror in that, but I get it. And they got to set it up because she's possessed and she's a super bitch. You know what I mean? So they've got to set it up somehow, some way. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's it's adapted from a book. So, obviously, the screenplay was adapted. I think they did a good job with the flow of the film. I think the way it flows is pretty nice. The film definitely feels like it doesn't drag, which is which is very very key. Uh, do I think it's the best horror comedy out there? I think Tucker and Dale versus Evil still blows this away. I, to me, that's the standard of horror comedies. Is that Shaun of the Dead uh, stuff like that? So I enjoy this. Do not get me wrong from what I'm saying. I definitely enjoyed the film. Had a lot of fun watching it. I even think Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse was better than this. But this was this is up there. It could have been worse. It could have been a hell of a lot worse. Because when they start mixing comedy, sometimes it's a horror. Sometimes it ends up being a B-movie cheeseball fest. So you can get what I'm saying there. Uh, so yeah, overall, I would definitely recommend giving the film a watch. I think you'll have a, a pretty good time. So hopefully you guys are enjoying this. I'm having a lot of fun. Again, remember, if you want a spoiler-free article, just go to moshpitsandmovies.wordpress.com. Uh, Again, moshpitsandmovies.wordpress.com. That's the place to go if you want to see the spoiler-free articles as well as all the old articles of all the previous 10 years that we've done this this is year 11 and uh, i'm having a blast doing this as a podcast actually i'm trying to see if i can maybe in the future eliminate the idea of having the uh you know the blog write-ups and stuff like that i think just having it as an audio podcast is good enough for me anyways i think it's good enough so, uh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm super excited as well about what's coming out in the month of October. I know Hellraiser is out there. I know Halloween Kills is coming out. Or Halloween Ends. Excuse me. Halloween Ends is coming out. Uh, Smile is out there. And I've heard some decent reviews of Smile. So there's stuff that's coming out. Super excited. Uh, anyways, that's going to do it. Again, thank you everyone for listening. Thank you to anyone that voted for me during the Face of Horror competition. We will see if it comes back next year. 
All right, guys. I am giving this film probably a B plus for a final grade. So enjoy.